17th of August. Number 17 means victory. The sword of the Lord. He gives us victory. And I have something tonight that it's early in the morning, so that I uh, discovered it talks about the Gog, Magog war Ezekiel 38 It's also in Zechariah and Revelations. So I just began to seek out information. And there's different views, of course. With man, there's always different views in uh, translation of it all. But nevertheless, it was interesting. Um, Some have quite a belief. But it's about many nations coming against Israel. And in one form, there was a thing put out about the codes in the Bible on the Hebrew perspective. And we know that the Hebrew Bible has numbers that mean and have value meaning and value so it was saying that in Genesis 10 when it talks about the sons of Noah Shem, Ham and the other one starts with a J (laughs) Um, he had three sons And off of those three sons came, basically, I think 70 tribes or something. And we all descend from that. No, it doesn't say how his three sons had sons and daughters because never talks about the women that had had the children but anyway from that fact I I thought about Noah 
they they talk about the last days will be as though it were the times of Noah. People would be unwilling to listen and very cold in sin doing what they want to do. We're in within that time now. I mean it's hard to get anybody to really listen. It's all about I and very selfish and self-absorbing and all about me. So a lot of similarities in that aspect. So it says there would be 70 nations coming against Israel. This would be Gentile nations. Haters of Israel. In Revelations, it says that the world would come against Israel. So, kind of lines up in the same aspect. But in Ezekiel 38, it gives gives the regions that would come against them and they're of that day in name but they have I guess looked at it (coughs) geographically and you know they have put modern-day names and countries to it. So Russia is a big one. Turkey, Iran. Syria. um, Other nations. But in this informational packet of the codes, from the Jewish perspective, it says that Gog Magog will occur on the last day of Sukkot in the year of 5782 on the biblical calendar. Well, that's this September. (laughs) The biblical year of 5782 begins on the 7th of 7th of September. Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets. 
And then we have Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, and then after that, the Feast of Tabernacles, starting on the 20th of September, going to the 27th of September. A seven-day feast, the Feast of Tabernacles. In Hebrew, it's called Shakot. So it's saying last day, the very last day of Shakot, which is the 27th. And that's interesting, because things are building up in the Middle East. Definitely so. <laughs> um, there's already tensions between Iran and Israel. And of course, Russia's in Syria. In that whole thing there. And of course, you have Hamas and Hezbollah shooting missiles into Israel. And Turkey's a player in all of it. And, uh, but then I found that also China is. So right now we have Afghanistan, you know, the Taliban taking over and China's in, in there too with them backing the Taliban. And so I found that China is a very big player as well. And um, so we even see China and Russia and Iran aligning and of course North Korea is in there to back someone (laughs) you know so so it is forming so the timeline that the the video was given is not too far off (laughs) when you actually consider but then I found another thing through the Israel 365 news an article and the rabbi talked about there were many rabbis in this article but this one that I guess wrote about it he talked about America and China would go to war before this Gog Magog would start and actually that would influence the Gog and Magog more. So, we already have China declaring war on us. And we're seeing a lot of information about the elections and then the takeover that's 
happening worldwide of the New World Order trying to put their one world government in place. So that's all a player. He said that that was a definite player. And his view of why America would not be mentioned or seen in this conflict is because America would be brought down to where they couldn't. They wouldn't be able to. So that, that's interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, I've heard, I've heard that, you know, America doesn't ever stop supporting Israel. But this is the view that America would be unable to do anything about it. So, that was just the new added information that, you know, is a view, a view from a rabbi, okay? And we are definitely in the midst of a takedown, so. You know, it's a, a thing that maybe needs to be prayed about and ask if God would be willing to let us know. Because <laughs> I do know the Lord has one last big move <laughs> for us. And that, you know, happens before the rapture. So, there's lots of views on post and pre and, you know, tribs and, you know, all that. There's so many views on it, different perspectives that you could just pick one. On, on the belief of where that is. But I thought this was interesting because it just kind of brings another factor into it that I never heard. Even in my studies with Hebrew roots. And I don't think that it's something that just you take it and you have the information and you know it all. Because it always you always grow. You always can get more knowledge and understanding. Because that's how God works. 
So even though I took, you know, classes, it depends on what they teach you, you know, what they want to put out. So, you know, that wasn't a factor in it all. And there's been many people study things and they all have come up with different views. But I thought this one was kind of interesting because we're coming into that biblical year. And I know God's calendar. He goes by the biblical year. So who would know about the biblical years? Well, we'd be the rabbis. (laughs) We'd be the Jewish. Because that's what they go on. We should all know about God's biblical calendar. So, that's how he he does everything. And it is a thought through my schooling that he would return during the fall feasts. So that's trumpets through tabernacles. That is a basic thought. And, of course, we don't know the day or the hour, but, you know, they seem to put it in that framework of his seasons and times and appointed I wanted to just bring that out because it gives further information you can pray about it yes we won't know until it happens (laughs) but you can see signs building intentions soaring the intensity is getting off the charts And I had a Christian friend call me today. And Christians are just, a lot of Christians are in turmoil. They're just beside themselves. And there's conflict and division within in some churches and we talked about it and I said you know one will view masks and vaccines and others won't and then all kinds of judgment flies (laughs) and the church isn't about we anymore the church is about individual and it goes into medical aspects which has always been private 
private right, according to our Constitution, and so it's just it, the enemy we know has infiltrated the church. It's a cause for division and separation. And then we know that God separates the sheep from the goats and the sheep from the sheep and the pastors that don't teach right. And, you know, there's different things God does for correction. And sometimes He allows things for his plan his ultimate plan you know you could just ask why did he allow for six million Jews to be exterminated and then build them back up to a nation of more than six million but he restored Israel that was one of his prophecies that he said he would do in 1948 they became a nation you know, so there's an ultimate plan with all of it. Why did the Armenians get exterminated? You know, why? You, know, you could be asking why all your life on those things. Why do some people die and others don't? Why are some people healed and others aren't? I mean, you could continue with those questions for a lifetime. But God knows all there is to know because He has the ultimate plan. He's sovereign. what what is it in it that I'm supposed to know or do because you could ask why and never get an answer because he doesn't have to answer you if it's not in his will he doesn't have to We can ask him if it is his will to do something and then ask for it. Believe without a doubt and trust him with a trusting faith, willing to wait upon him. So there's a a lot of factors. There's, you know, his, his requirement of obedience. 
family's requirement to trust and faith is requirement for us to submit and surrender our will to his um it's just there's a lot of different things that come into the whole mix of it and it's through his word that we know that he will make a way when we don't see a way trust in that okay this might be coming up it's a possibility it's always been a possibility because he's a god of possibilities but to see the, the separation and all that amongst people and the arguments and the frustration and the emotions fly in people who believe in Christ that's the fleshly order and because if a church is weak then the response from the peoples are going to be weak. If the leadership is not in order, the people won't be in order. And a lot of churches are experiencing that. Now I mentioned in my talk with her that we might be seeing the separation of the church age, go, church, age, church age going out and the kingdom era coming in. You know, that might be the whole thing that we're witnessing. And that's a difficult time. A difficult thing to experience or see. the Lord told us it would happen it's in his word so it shouldn't be a surprise it's not a surprise to him he knows everything that's going to be and he tells us to pray that we escape all those things that have to be that have to happen. Your peace is found in Him. You dwell in the secret place with Him, or else you're not going to get through it. If you want to warn, fine, mourn. If you feel God is leading you to warn, People might not listen, just like in the days of Noah. <laughs> they just might not listen. 
and you might get reactions from them and they might hear a different thing of what what you're saying you might not mean it in any way derogatory or anything but they might receive it that way because that's just the situation they're in or the pattern they're in and then you get frustrated because you know how did Noah feel when no one would listen to him all those years he was building that boat did he get frustrated I don't know you know, it doesn't say, but how lonely that must have felt. <laughs> you know, to know you're doing something for God, but then nobody listens. And, but he said the last days would be like the days of Noah. So I start to see all this stuff and I go, well, I can't place myself in frustration over it because he's given me too too much to know and understand and and maybe that's why he has me in prayer he has me in that stance right now and and that's okay that is okay that's where he wants me sometimes I go out and I don't want to be out there. I just don't want to even be out there. I know I have to get things done, but it's not a pleasant order of things. And I see people scared and I see people you know just not in a good light. all the things unfolding where it's going to take this nation is is to be seen so I wanted to share just that point there's some other other views that came along the same kind of thing they all differ in difference you know have differences in them but this one I I hadn't heard before and it kind of brings out things in a different light because <laughs> I hear all kinds of people say, He's very near. You know, he's he's close. He's coming soon. You know? And that might be a feeling. A spiritual feeling that you just know inside. And that might be why a lot of people want to warn. You know? That they're just feeling spiritually that that's 
not too far off. <laughs> so, can can you place judgment on them? No, because that's not our place to place judgment on them. And who can, you know, really say what your spirituality is? God knows. He knows your heart. He knows where you are. There's behaviors, I suppose, that can give you clues. Then he points those things out. But in no way are we supposed to judge each other. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of, is people are judging each other. Either because they're not going to do something... Or they are going to do something. You know, it's just both ways. And it's just not where God wants us. I don't think it's where God wants us. I I think he wants us focused on him. And doing what we're called to do. And saving lives. That's the first and foremost thing that he wants us to do is to to continue the gospel and saving lives. Not because you take it take something or you don't take something. Saving lives as far as your salvation. this is why I do what I do in these podcasts because it is important because of what the word says this all comes to an end and if you're not with God then you you perish so That's the importance of it all. Not whether you agree with somebody or not, or whether you know exactly the time of this or that. Because that's all in the emotional state where he says, don't be there so I just kind of wanted to bring that up that it might be it might be very true that he's very near (laughs) in the information that I found and that might be a very important thing to consider to consider now I mean yeah it could not it might not happen the way that is perceived it may come in a totally different way but I consider the Hebrew factor a lot closer than I do anything else because 
his word came off a Hebrew written word. So that holds a little bit more validity to things possibly. And I and I don't say that It's better than anything else. It's just his word came off of the Hebrew. So it's more expansive. It has more meaning. So this could be an aspect to consider just for your own mind into whether you are a believer or not. I mean, even believers have to get themselves in order. To what his word says and how to act and how to be. Just like last podcast, the patterns, if, if you don't bring them into the will of God, the perfect will of God, which is his word, and how he wants you to be, then you're, you're only going off patterns from you. started. So Genesis is an important book and so is Revelation. So I'm not saying it's any in, in, not any more important than any of the other books, but it's just his whole word is important. It, it, it's alive and active and it it shows you things different things at different times too so the the revelation of things and prophecies are coming quicker and he he opened that up I mean things were hidden until such a time and then he opened that up so He's in control of his whole word and he watches over it to perform it. So, 
sovereign in his will will be his will. And you're either with him or you're not. So that's the choice. That's even a choice. You have that freedom of choice. You either live by him or you don't. So we have a lot of choices. And a lot of those choices are God-given. force anything on you. So when you start seeing force, it's not of God. Even in warnings, you accept it or you don't. No one can force you to hear it to heed it or to choose otherwise I mean it's okay if you give it if you feel you need to give it so I just wanted to bring that up hope that it helps in some way because It's helping me just to not be chaotic, (laughs) to just not be chaotic and all worked up. And that's how God wants us to be. I want to have God's peace. So God bless as we continue down this timeline and the labor pains are getting really intense. God bless.